0: Welcome to Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel on this episode of Focus on Flying Solo. On this episode of Focus, I want to talk about something you know along the lines of a photo bucket list, but also don't let the photos that you didn't capture be the ones that you regret. And I think a lot of people do have a photo bucket list. There's things that they really want to capture, and for whatever reason, they don't always get around to doing it. So what I'm going to encourage people to do in this episode is, if you've got a bucket list of things that you want to really shoot, start putting that into action. Like start... Doing whatever you need to do to be able to actually go out and create those photos. Because, like I said, you don't want to get to a point when no one knows what the future holds. Sometimes people end up with um, mobility issues and they can't always move around as freely as they'd like to. So, sometimes places that you'd like to visit and photograph, maybe the access is much more difficult. So, what I'm suggesting to people is if you've got a list, if you've got that bucket list of pictures that you really want to tick off, that you really want to take, but start planning for it like start doing whatever you need to do to to make that happen and make it a reality like i said you want don't want to get to a point in your life where you go just i wish i had done that trip or i wish i had gone shot those that particular thing and sometimes look it's difficult i know to get motivated and sometimes that's you know it's easy to say just get out there and do it it's always a lot of challenges to overcome but a lot of things you know can be made easier by actually having a plan we've talked about on focus many many times about having about having goals and, and writing those goals down and actually having them in front of you and it's exactly the thing you know think about writing your bucket list of photos think about you know sitting down with a pen and paper and write down all the things that you'd love to photograph and you know just let your head run wild because some things will be kind of i suppose maybe possible other things might be much more of a challenge especially if like you need special access and permission and sometimes that's you know really difficult to get but having a list of things that you really want to capture I do believe helps people actually get to the point of actually ticking off a lot of those things on the list if you don't have a list and you kind of think I'd love to do that one day and then you kind of forget about it putting on a list kind of gets it in front of you and keeps reminding you of those those items or those those subjects that you'd like to capture and I think that's the thing about photography is things that will keep you motivated is shooting stuff that you love so if you've got a connection to it you'll want to you'll tend to go out and try and shoot it more and and capture it and i know a lot of people like i said that's how they keep the passion burning in their photography they mix it with some of their sports and loves and those types of things and so there's always a reason to take the camera because you know you're going to go and watch a football game and you love football and you're going to kind of capture it or you you know some other sporting um event or it's it may be just even to like things like might be a um, musical festival or something you know you can take your camera and there's lots of opportunities to capture lots of different things along the way somewhere like a music festival and and obviously you can a lot of joy comes from those pictures as well because obviously you and when you share those pictures it just helps people relive those experiences and also for yourself I mean that's one of the great things about photography is that photography gives that ability for us to be able to go back and look at something and rekindle that 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 um, feeling that we had when that was actually being taken and I think that's a great thing people keep photographs close to them because they will remind them of things especially people who have no longer with us you know that's you know been a time-honoured thing that people have had photographs around the house of loved ones that have passed away as a way of remembering them and keeping them you know at the forefront I know people who have them there and they talk to them every day and that's fine because you know it helps you build that connection or it helps you Helps you, I suppose, keep that feeling alive that you had for that person um, when you could speak to them. But, yeah, again, I think photographs are so important. So I think in this episode, so let's explore the ideas of, you know, we've talked many times about, you know, the personal projects or, or probably more more today known as passion projects. Passion projects, again, we just kind of can't emphasise enough how important they are for photographers to get out there and have something have a, create a body of work that's for you. You know, don't create it for for the likes. You create it for you. So it's, it's stuff that you may never show the world or you may show the world, doesn't really matter. There's a great pleasure in actually actually being able to create something that you're passionate about and something that you've sat there and planned and you've put all the pieces together and you actually end up with a finished photograph. And I think that's, you know, a fantastic, a fantastic thing to happen. So like I said, on this episode, I thought we'd kind of talk about more about, like I said, trying to, I suppose, look at the the ways to get yourself motivated, look at the ways you can put set things in play that will actually give you, like I said, help enable you to actually go off and do these things. And I think, you know, the first thing is that list, you know, that list, bucket photo list, write down all the things. And then once you've got your bucket photo list, then start going down, creating some sub-lists. And the sub-lists allows you then to group some stuff together that may be able to happen so if you wanted to do and do a road trip out west there might be several things you can tick off your bucket list by going in a particular taking in a particular route to get to that destination that you may not it might not be the straightest direct route to that destination but it may allow you then obviously to to identify and go well while I'm actually going that way I could just drive an extra hundred miles or hundred ks or whatever it is in this direction, then come back around. I can also then photograph this, um, which I've always wanted to photograph. So, again, it's a good idea to create the list and then create some sub-lists. And then once you've got your sub-list, then you can start looking at timing. Start putting, and again, this, some of this stuff could be like, could seem really, really out of your reach at, this, at the present time. But look at, okay, when do you want to shoot these? Would you want to shoot it in summer? Would you want to shoot it in winter? I mean, if you had a thing about we wanted to go and shoot, Snow monkeys. Obviously, you know, the timing has to be correct um, because obviously you need to go at the correct time of the year. I mean, if you want to capture like migrating birds, you know, there's certain parts of the world where birds come through and they rest and they 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 fatten up before flying on to their next destination. So again, it's all around timing. So you need to be in these locations at the right time. So again, start putting putting the plans together, even if the plans are only on paper. Just but it just helps you, I suppose, build up build a plan, build up the the ideas around it. And and then you start to kind of think about some of the logistical challenges that you may have of doing those things. There's gonna be always, you know, logistical challenges getting there. There's gonna be always financial challenges of paying for the flights or paying for the transport or paying for whatever it is you need to do to do it. And, and it may be like too like some of the projects or things that you might wish to do you may not have the gear to do it. So again, it may be about trying to, you know, over time build up your kit of gear so you've actually got the right gear to actually do it. I mean, if you wanted to go on a safari in in say in Africa and catch wild animals on the Savannah, you're probably gonna want to have a kind of a decent type of telephoto lens and a camera that can have a fairly good, you know, burst rate so you can some you know, something come charging across the field, you can you can photograph that in full flight. So again, it's sometimes building up your kit, so you've actually got the right kit to do it. Yes, you can hire that stuff, but then, again, it really depends on I suppose what you want to do. A lot of people who get into birding, you know, there's lots of shots that they want to try and capture, and obviously having access to a, a you know the right type of gear, the right lens, allows you to go out more often and you know practice that pursuit. So basically, you know, and a lot of these things too, like some of the stuff you can actually you can do like a pre. Pre-practice, you know, so some of the stuff you want to shoot, if you want to shoot a particular style of stuff, you might be able to go and shoot something at a much lower scale, you know, like an amateur event of some type of thing. You had a, you had the plans to go and to capture and photograph a Formula One race somewhere in the world. You know, I suggest go to your local, you know, racetrack and just practice photographing cars, going around to get used to it. Get used to, like, working with challenges like things like shooting through wire fences and barriers be able to practice your panning shots and better get your panning down pat because some of those shots you want to try and probably get take away as your iconic shots from that type of event to give you you know obviously make the cars look like they're flying around the track. Panning's a great way of doing it. So there's lots of things you can put into place before you actually get to your destination, and it's always a good like I said to practice things. I think sometimes like people who are really successful quite often will practice things in their mind they'll go over what they're going to do and I know I do this quite a bit sometimes with the different things I'm doing if I'm tackling a project quite often I'm working through all the stages in my mind what I need to do this first and once I complete that I can do this and then I can move on to that then I can do something else and I can kind of get to the end and again it's about that pre-planning and but it helps build your confidence it's amazing how you know most people don't end up going and doing the things that they'd really love to do. And it's because, you know, lots of times it's because they believe they don't have the skill to do it. And a lot of people actually more than have enough skill, it's the confidence is the thing that holds them back. And and confidence is is a hard thing to build up. It's something you do have to work on. And I think it's like anything. It's like practising anything you do, the more you practise something, the more confident you become. So when you can be able to do a task, and like I said, so break it down and do, you know, if you wanted to go and shoot some big music festival, then just go and shoot some local music stuff that's happening just to kind of get in the, in the I suppose, in the feel of it um, to understand what shots work. And again, it's, sometimes it's like the only way you know these things is to actually go and try them and practice them yourself. And like I said, there's lots of things for opportunity, you know whether it's shooting portraiture or shooting sporting events, like I said, there's things that you can do to train yourself for it and get yourself i suppose match fit and that's the thing with a lot of things is you know if you're going to go and trek through a South American jungle to get to some ancient ruins, you know sometimes you need to be match fit, so you need the fitness as well as the, as the equipment and the skills to use the equipment. So again, by having that kind of, that wish list of things that you'd like to shoot and then around each of those things, you can actually put the things that are prerequisites that you need to do. Okay, I need to have this gear. I need to have a fitness level up to this level. You know, all these things I need to be, this is my window of seasonal opportunity to get into there to get the best possible shots because the weather's going to be, you know, it's not going to be the wet season where we're going to get, movements are going to be restricted and and maybe your shooting days are limited because of the weather. These types of things you need to have, all these things in plan, you need to have them all kind of nutted out well beforehand and again by just taking that time to sit down and by yourself write some lists start putting some ideas on paper and start kind of building that that wish list of of things you want to do and, and the shots you want to get and then think about once you get those shots like what There's there's always more than one way to shoot something. So sometimes you you think about something, you go, I really want to shoot this in this particular way. And sometimes when people actually then go off and achieve that, they realise that it's not the most pleasing. There might have been some other way to do it. So again, be open, keep keep a really open mind about how you shoot things. And like I said, your first thought may not always be the best. There may be another way of doing it. That process of practising... The shooting before you get to the main event sometimes will give you some great insight, give you some great skills on thinking about things differently. And I mean, that's what some of the great photographers done. They've actually gone and looked at something and they've looked at it differently and they've shot it differently. And that's when people see it, it's so kind of wow, that's so cool. And not really even, you know, I, I didn't think that could be done that way or whatever. And, and again, it's about. But that person's probably been out and they've practiced over and over again, trying different things. Sometimes you know it's just a matter of like shooting from different angles, shooting down low, shooting up high. You know, shooting, getting back with a longer lens, and shooting and using depth of field compression for some subjects might work better. And again, but just practicing a whole range of different things in a control, more controlled state. Like I said, we it's somewhere local and you're not putting pressure on yourself because then these are not the these are not the kind of main geek they're not the you the, uh, know these are kind of the pre you know the precursor these are the warm up this is the warm up act, really to get you kind of like i said match fit so you can actually go off and shoot that thing that you really want to try and nail and capture and again i think it's always great to have goals and i, I don't think there's anything wrong with having like extreme goals like some things you know that really really on the list, list, wish list are probably never going to be possible but put them on there anyway because do you know what strange things have happened where people have had things that they never ever thought they'd be able to achieve in their life and they've some, some opportunities just poked its head up and someone's had an opportunity to go off and shoot something or do something they never thought in a million years would ever be an opportunity that would be presented to them so again I think it's always good to have to have um you know, that, that kind of um, plan B, the things that, if if this did happen, you know, people often have those dreams about, you know, if they won the lottery, if I won the lottery, I'd buy this and this and this and I'd have this and I'd do that and this is how my house would be constructed and I'd have, you know, different rooms for different things. So people sometimes, like I said, have these wish lists or they have these lists of stuff they'd want to kind of do the bucket list type thing. And again, Nothing wrong with kind of dreaming big and having some big ideas. And like I said, least of a list too, like there is no real restrictions. You can write anything on a bit of paper and you can wish for anything. And again, you know, some of the stuff obviously needs to be realistic. Some of the stuff can be obviously, like I said, very very kind of um, aiming for the stars type stuff. But again, obviously have a, have a, a lot of things on the list that are actually Within your means, and look everybody's means are going to be different, so everyone's going to have different access to different opportunities or different or better get themselves in a position to create that opportunity and one of the things I kind of do believe is that you do make your own luck and you do create your own opportunities. Yes, there are some things in play that timing is important that sometimes yes you 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 hit the you hit the thing on the exact nail on the head at the exact right time and a door opens for you that normally is closed. Yes, it does happen, but it's about being ready to go through that door. So, I mean, if you are haven't thought about it and the door opens and you're standing at the door going, I've got this opportunity but I don't really know what to do, so you stand there and you don't go through the door. Think about you know having these ideas, having the, like I said, being match ready. So if an opportunity presents itself, then you can grab both hands and you can move forward and you can go through and make that happen. So in this episode, talking about photography bucket lists, which we've talked about, you know, in previous episodes of focus. But again, I think it's just so important to keep this stuff, keep these ideas fresh and keep thinking about stuff that, you know, you'd love to shoot and the ways you might shoot it and the opportunities that you really would hope would come your way. And like I said, write it down a paper, put it around the house, keep it in front of you. Again, it's been, you know, I've said this many, many times. The idea of kind of visualizing something, going through that process in your mind, like practicing it over and over again, and this, is, like I said, so many people, successful people, actually do that. That's how they've actually succeeded. They've been able to put stuff into practice, and they've been able to work through the challenges. They've been able to to kind of preempt it, and then when they've actually got into the real situation, hopefully you're going to have a lot of kind of like you know, muscle memory where things kind of start, and that's what happens with a lot of practicing for the people when they practice for different things, is that, you know, when it does come time to kind of put those things into play, they start becoming automatic. And I, and I often, you know, talk about different things about how things in your life can become kind of automated. And it's kind of like when you're driving your car and if you're driving a regular route home that you've done, you know, maybe hundreds and hundreds of times you've driven the same route home, a lot of the You're actually doing it on autopilot because you've done it so many times. You're not even thinking about I need to turn left at the end of this street. Then I need to go, you know, 500 metres and I need to turn right and then I need to turn left again and then I need to go down here. All those things and those processes become automatic for you. You, You've done them so many times and it's just that practice thing. It's a bit like, too, I say to people, you know, you drive along, quite often you're coming up to a corner, you're going to turn right, and you're not even thinking about putting the indicator on, but you just automatically pop the indicator on to turn right. This has been a kind of an automatic reaction. It's just become like you're virtually on autopilot. You're just doing these things, not even thinking about that process, because, again, you've done it so many times. This is, like I said, you can do the same thing for photography. If you can get yourself into, like I said, a position of trying stuff and doing stuff, and it's like a lot of people when they go and shoot particular different things, Again, they get so good at it that once they do get into shooting, they're pretty much on autopilot. They're just kind of knowing what they need to do to get the shots, how to create it, and they're just kind of in that zone and they're just going for it. And again, it's great for anyone who's who's done that and can get. They know the feeling; it's such a cool feeling because you're just kind of, you know, like I said, you're just in your element, just creating and going off and doing stuff. So I think, like I said. You can't go wrong, and it doesn't matter what your passion project is, again, how big it is or how small it is, you know, there's no no reason why you couldn't create a passion project every week and do a weekly one. Some people do, you know, different challenges. Some people challenge themselves to do something something different every day, and I think that's a great way to build your reservoir of creative intellect or, you know, to have this kind of pool of creative energy that you know, helps you grow because, like I said, it's kind of like a, I suppose it's a bit like charging a battery. You know, you put energy into the battery and then you can draw that energy back out. So creating a project or doing something special, you're creating that energy and then at some point you can draw that energy back to use to create something else and new and exciting as well. I think we've got so much freedom today as a creative, particularly with the modern technology we've got in the cameras. We can go off, and we can do some amazing stuff. Having an amazing camera is only a small part of the whole process, because it's the person behind the camera who actually makes a difference. It's the person who actually does decides where the camera is going to look. It's going to decide what elements are in the frame, how it's going to be exposed, and then you know later on too, once that image has been captured, there's further enhancements can be done in post production. So the person is going to decide about. They may change the composition a little bit by cropping it. They may darken the image or lighten the image depending on the mood or whatever they're trying to create. So, again, it's got some There's opportunities there always for you as a creative to go and put your stamp on it, to, to stamp it with your personal style, your signature, which basically after a while, I mean, everyone develops a style. And even those fun people, when we ask them about what their style is, they don't know their style. But other people know their style. People who look at their work know their style. And you may not necessarily see your style or be able to really define what it is. But other people will because they'll recognize your work. And that's what you see with photographers all the time. Sometimes you'll see a photographer and you'll simply recognize their work. And it's based on the style of stuff they shoot. I mean, sometimes style is connected to the subject matter as well. So that sometimes can have a big influence. But most photographers do develop a style of photography, and a lot of them carry on and shoot like that for the rest of their lives. Like they develop a style, and it's just like you know, like an artist. You know, where they get a particular style of painting, particular way they they do their brushstrokes and those types of things. These things then you know quite often are used to identify that person's work, and so people can look at it and go, "Oh, that's a such and such, or that's a I know who took that picture because I've seen their work and that's the type of stuff they produce." And again, it's really cool when people do get to that point and people can start recognizing your work based on what it looks like. But like I said, it just happens over many, many years of just getting out there, trying new things. And again, it's just, yeah, don't kind of get to a point in your life where you start regretting that you've missed all these opportunities. Sometimes you've got to take the opportunity now because sometimes opportunities don't come and present themselves a second time. Yeah, you know, some people get lucky and they hear this, you know, I've had this second chance doing something. I missed out doing it the first time because I was too scared or I didn't have the money or a host of other reasons why they couldn't do it. So, I mean, again, if the opportunities come knocking, try and have yourself, like I said, match ready to be able to jump in and do that, do whatever it is, particularly if you want to grow yourself as a photographer, if you're really passionate about photography and you really want to... Create some of the best images you possibly can, and I mean, the thing about it is, anything you create is potentially has the well has the potential to live on forever. You know, like if you create something really special, and this is what's happened with the great masters of of painting, the great masters of photography, you know, the great masters of sculpture, they've left a legacy, they've left this work, they've left a body of work that lives on, that. Even when they're gone, we still talk about, you know, people like Hansel Adams and, and other you know, we talk about Picasso and we talk about these these amazing artists who created these things that have left them as a gift to the world. There's no reason why your work or your creative pursuits can't be a gift to the world. That's something that you leave there that people can then, like I said, in the future can still enjoy, they can still learn from and they can still appreciate the effort that you maybe put in to actually get yourself to that level to be able to capture those things or be able to create those things um, to such a fantastic standard. And again, I think it's just like I said, it's so important for you, for everybody who's kind of in the creative field to work on your craft, find what works for you, and not, everyone, not everyone's going to do it the same way. You've got to remember, don't get just put off because you're trying to do it how you see other people doing it, that might not be the way forward for you and that happens with lots of different things. Some people, you know, we all learn differently, we all do things differently and sometimes there's, there's many ways to do something to get the same result and the result can be equally good or better um, by doing it a different way but it's that you have to be comfortable with all those processes so you have to be able to get yourself in a position where you can focus on what you're trying to achieve and, like I said, don't always get hung up on the technical points, so if someone says, "Oh, but well, you must do it this way," there may be another way of doing it so and sometimes people find these ways to do it, and they find ways that they can do it their way, and they can do it more comfortably, and they can have more creative control over it so I saying you know find your find your way, find what you're passionate about, jump out there and just create the things that you love, like I said, so hope this has kind of got you thinking about maybe starting that project, planning for that trip, or doing something else to really expand your photography. Until next time, enjoy your photography, and just I hope you kind of have just a blast creating some fantastic work. See you next time. Bye. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone.